ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is the dyna- dynamic dude, Dwaylon Davis, double D, quadruple D, double D, double D, <laughs> himself. Hey, the everybody. Man, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> and, you know, so it feels weird to not have an interview because the last few episodes we had interviews. We had I know. some really good interviews with both King Titan and Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, both were just amazing and in, in two in totally different ways. And Titan is wanting to come back on with Sinclair. Cool. Uh, and Sinclair, cool. he and I were actually, Sinclair and I were just chatting earlier. We we're trying to figure out because Titan knows the date he's off. Sinclair can kind of work around it, but at the same time, I mean, Sinclair's yeah. got to make sure that you know because uh, that man's always busy. Yeah, that man's very busy. So yes. Uh, but either way, uh, you know, both good interviews. Ted just. Even after, you know, we stopped recording some of the knowledge he was throwing down on us. I was like, man, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm almost ready to call him uh, Porthos from the Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, remember when he said, well, I'm number one in, in Antarctica. No, you're not. We'll prove I'm not. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you know, Porthos saying, look, this was, I'm very, I'm a very good friends with the Queen of America. Mm-hmm. And he said, there is a Queen of America. Yes, there is. We're on intimate terms, and until you prove otherwise, little yeah. simple, you know. So, yeah. so that's reminded me of. I'm like, man, he's got a point, you know. But very good interview. Uh, definitely want to have him back on again because, yeah, he absolutely. Was, oh yeah. man. Uh, but today we're not going to be interviewing anybody except for each other, and <laughs> we're going to be talking about the man who is celebrating a birthday tomorrow. In fact, he is going to be. Well, let's see what it says here on his Wikipedia page. He's going to be 55 years old when the episode drops. It'll be tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. It'll be on April 26th when the episode drops. And we're talking about Glenn Thomas Jacobs, also known as Kane. Kane. Yep. The mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the man with a lot of, a lot of titles to his name, to be honest with you, politician, actor, and professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, and he was also a military brat when he was born and he was a basketball player, go figure in high yeah. school and a football player. I would really hope that he'd be either a tight end or a wide receiver. <coughs> you know, it just said he excelled in football. Yeah. But we figured, you know what? We haven't really had a good discussion about Kane. So I think it's high time we did. Yeah. You yep. know, so, whew. but in the meantime, if you see me starting to sweat, it's because the, the AC went out in my house last night. Mm. And yeah, I have a window open. You can't see it, but it's open on the other side of my guitars, including well, the, the two guitars my son popped the string. I saw that on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like I said, at least he knows the first thing you do when you, if you pick up an instrument, make sure it's in tune. Yep. yep. But unfortunately, he's, he was turning the wrong peg. <laughs> And he bet he was in this very room right here. And my wife and I were outside. We hear, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he was like, what happened? He's like, I popped a string. I just like, well, you know, it happens. And mm-hmm. he thought I was going to get mad at him. I'm like, no, I mean, trust me. It won't be the last time you pop a string. Right. I've, I've popped several in my lifetime. <laughs> I said, just use my guitar. You know, cause I have other guitars and makes it know he's turning. Ping, did it again. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I was like, I said, you turned the wrong peg. I said, that's the only thing I can figure. And, and he said, I said, which mm-hmm. one are you tuning? He said, the first string. I was like, which string broke? He's like, 
the third one. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, yeah, I was turning the top. I was like, yeah, I said the first string is the, the one in the bottom. He's like, oh, okay. So I guess we'll have to go get new strings tomorrow. I said, no, we'll wait for a couple of days because, you know, I don't have time to swing by. I said, no, we'll get strings. We'll need, I, I need to show you how to restring the guitars anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's part of learning. Yeah. And, and also I said, trust me, it, um, at least the string didn't hit you in the hand, and at least it was not a bass string hitting you in the hand. Because mm, yeah. those feel like belts hitting you. Yeah. Like, I mean, it'll leave a nice weld on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, got my grass mode, so I'm happy about that. Going to probably get a new mower, so that's just my life. Yeah, <laughs> so, we've got a, we've just got a small little, we've got a, like a really small yard, so I just push mow it, and I did that. I think it was Friday after I got off work because we were expecting rain, which we got last night and today. So mm-hmm. went ahead and got that knocked out. Yeah. This weekend here, it was like up in the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Thursday. And then part of Friday, it was um, like rainy mm-hmm. and Friday afternoon. I thought about it, but I walked around the yard just to feel it. And it was spongy, but I could see some water coming up. I was like, yeah, let me wait until the morning when it's going to be up, up there. And then sure enough, but it was like, God said, all right, this weekend, everybody mow your yards because mm-hmm. I'm about to make it rain again. Yep. And so, like, everybody was out mowing their yards because everybody, you know, we we're all waiting. Yeah. That's how my yard was. It was still, the backyard was still, it's still wet in spots, but I was able to do the backyard and the front yard. But the end of the house, there's a little side, little side yard by our storage shed. I didn't even do it because you literally walk in it to go to the shed and water's mm. kicking up as you're walking. So oh, I told yeah. Hope, I said, I'll wait till next time. And yeah, do that well, that, that's a good way to dole your blades up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but also I want to go and get some pretty nice announcements. Um, we, uh, when I, I say we, when I say we, I actually mean both the podcast and my wife. We're all sponsoring NWF Revolution Rising. That's going to be happening across Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I was chatting with Big Mama herself, you know, a little bit today, but I need to resend her to Juana's um, logo mm-hmm. uh, for her travel agency because if she can't just have the travel agency name. She has to have her name on it as well because if she doesn't, it looks like it's the travel agency who are sponsoring and not her. And gotcha. Not her. Gotcha. You know, okay. And, tra- and this, this is like the travel agency's rules. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, because they can't, they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're saying that we have no, you know, so you put uh, us, yes, but your name. Mm-hmm. So that way she's sponsoring it, you know, with the trap, you know, so, um, and then of course, you know, I'm sure booking, we're going to do sponsoring. Well, mm-hmm. we got a, we got the package and um, Tasha, big mama, she told me today that it looks like we are going to have like a combined package because we, we didn't get the top tier package mm-hmm. um, because since we were doing two of them, because we don't have that kind of money to get the top tier. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but because the money we're spending would be like one top tier. So uh, we're actually still going to be co-sponsoring the uh, the main event. Oh, cool. Well, she said the last match, which is normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The main event. Normally the main so, event. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So very happy about that. Uh, let's see what else is going on. We have a new. um host i guess you want to call it for the podcast uh for the past almost two years been using block talk radio and i discovered and i should have discovered this 
you know, six months ago, a year ago, whatever, two years ago, Spreaker. And I decided, and I talked to Dwaylon and I was like, dude, we're going to have to move over to this because it's a lot better. We can actually get distributed out to even more platforms. And uh, it's working. I, I just showed Dwaylon about what, 10 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. What'd you, what'd you think? Yeah, I think, I think it was a smart move. <laughs> yeah, I just wish we would have done it a long time ago. So. Uh, and I'll admit, if I hadn't have started a different podcast that you're going to be on Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, called Cubicle Chat, uh, it'll be the third episode ever. Uh, but if I hadn't have started that one, I may not have discovered Spreaker. Right. Because they do everything. Because before I was on Block Talk, but I, then I was using another um, another site you know, for monetization, which I'll admit, yes, we all monetize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was using a totally different site for that. And it was when I was trying to set up another account on that site for the mon- for the new podcast, they it wasn't allowing me to add anymore. I was like, well, that's weird. So I said, like, let me check out these other ones. And Spreaker kept popping up. And I know some other people wouldn't use Spreaker. And now I'm using Spreaker. And we're using Spreaker. And it's... Yeah. Man, I should have been doing, doing well it so far. Yep. So for anybody who wants to host a podcast, check out Spreaker. Mm-hmm. It works really, really well. <laughs> they do all the heavy lifting for you. All you do is you you set it up. Of course, I mean, you have to upload. You still have to record your own podcast. They're not going to re- record it for you. <laughs> yeah, you record your own. You can record it directly to them, or you can do like what we do, record it on Zoom, and then upload it. But uh, definitely check them out. In the meantime, you can, if you want to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Apparently, by the way, when I say facebook.com, when I was talking to my daughter about the other, she starts laughing because I said .com. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> that's one of that. That's a generational thing. Yeah. All right there. <laughs> you say .com. We didn't have internet. Shut up. <laughs> Some people barely even had phones. So, um, but Instagram also at Armchair Booking Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Booking Armchair. You can find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking Podcast. Uh, naturally, we have Spreaker. Maybe I may get some more stuff on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're not on Snapchat. I don't say I need to get on Snapchat for this. No. Uh, some people make it work. I just can't because the the videos they disappear after twenty four hours. Yeah, so it's like, what's the point? What's the point? You know, Snapchat's good for some things, but this one probably would not be it. No. And we are on so many more audio platforms now, including one in India, which I think is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And according to my boss at work, actually my boss's boss at work, the company that uh, distributes it in India, uh, they are the largest communications company in Asia. Really? Yes, and he said wow. that he said think about how many billions of people are there between India and China. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're talking about two and a half billion people. And yeah, like yeah, and this is the biggest company. I was like, wow, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, he's from India, so he knows these, mm-hmm. these things. <laughs> and <laughs> I told him today because I saw our stats. Hey, we got we got at least one person listened in India. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, hey, check it out. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was laughing. You know, he, he's actually pretty happy for us. And speaking of bosses, before we move on, I have to give a, a, a shout out to my boss. I'll just say Joe. I'm not going to give last name just because. Uh, right. but yeah, Joe, he right now is actually 
uh, in Stamford, Connecticut. And he sent me a picture today was right by, right down the street from where he was working. Yeah. Yeah. He sent me the picture of WWE headquarters and I had to send it back to him. And, you know, I was like, dude, I got to give you a shout out. I said, that's <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, and he said, you know, if he got a chance, he would do it. So, I mean, he lived up to it. Um, cool. You know, so not everybody have a boss that would do that. Right. But that is very true. Yep. Um, and if you notice, the shirt I'm wearing is like one of the original, original shirts. This is kind of a prototype that um, my wife actually, well, actually, it was my wife's friend who actually made it because she had the cricket. We didn't have a cricket at the time, mm-hmm. but she had a cricket, so she made this. But if you want one of our real shirts, go to tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. And we have some designs there. And you know what? I ought to put this one on there too. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. why not? I mean, I figure, I thought I figured out how to make it. Um, clear or transparent yeah yeah without so, the square without yeah. the square so yeah so might as well put this shirt on there and did hope tell you about her friend yes yes she did yes she did so we may have a new logo actually coming out soon yep which i think is kind of fitting considering we're now with a new uh yeah. new host you know so spreaker.com slash arm armchair dash booking dash podcast if we're right there or just do a search for us you should be able to find us but I think is that all? I mean, it's been such a weird change. Yeah, I think that's everything, though. Yeah, I, I got to make sure I'm, I'm, you know, I say this email and not the other email. Yeah, you know, because yeah, the other podcast which Dwayne is going to be on a Wednesday, and it's called Cubicle Chat. So we're going to be in that one. We're going to be discussing bands that are overrated or underrated, and it's right. going to be a lovely discussion. And and I will, Sarah he started it. <laughs> i did he post, I, something I, he posted yeah i started it on a facebook post he did people did not like my idea of who was overrated but i was like man 30 I, years I, 30 years I into stick, it i mean probably I stick, to, I stick by it though <laughs> I, I mean 30 years into it we're gonna have to evaluate the friendship now i mean it's <laughs> i mean i just don't know what to think <laughs> but he would be like, funny i just don't know <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had, and actually we had a lively discussion about it at work today, you know. So it, it was, I mean, not heated, but you know. So but, did anybody agree with me or no? Uh, no, nobody agreed with you. <laughs> not one person. They're like, he's on crack. <laughs> he's on crack, meth, you know, <laughs> you know, probably quaaludes, you know, some stuff they don't even make anymore. <laughs> but, but anyway. <laughs> So the subject of our show today, Glenn Jacobs, also known as Kane. Yep. Uh, well, I first remember him when he came to the WWF. Unfortunately, he had mm-hmm. some really bad gimmicks before he finally got on Kane. Yeah. The first one was that I remember was um, Isaac Yankum. Yep. The the evil dentist is that was at the time when WWE was everybody had to have an occupational gimmick and yeah <laughs> I mean you had you had a trash man a race car driver you had I mean just a hockey player for a little the while goo! yeah it's just a baseball then, player Abe knuckleball shorts yeah, that's right that's right um 
but yeah, Glenn Jacobs was uh, Isaac Yankum, uh, DDS, and he was Jerry Lawler's. He was he was Jerry Lawler's personal dentist who was helping him after uh, him and Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart had a kiss my foot match, which yeah. Jerry Lawler had like not storyline wise hadn't washed his feet or anything in weeks. Well, he ended up getting his own disgusting foot shoved in his mouth. So he goes to his personal dentist and then, you know, and weirdly enough, brings his personal dentist to WWE yeah. to fight Bret Hart. And his dentist just happened to be seven foot tall. Yeah, just happened to be seven foot tall, you know, 300 plus. Yeah. And I will say this. Another good thing that Glenn Jacobs does not have that hairstyle anymore. You know, he, he had kind of the Brady Bunch, like mid seventies. Yeah, kind, those, of, kind of permy. Yeah, you know. It, yeah, they had the 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 blonde perm thing going, and it was yeah. like that was yeah, and that was not good. Thankfully, that one didn't last very long. No, um, the, but. You know what? I'm sitting here rating, and this is actually something that you and I should have definitely known. In 1994, when he's when 1994 started, he was wrestling in Central City, Kentucky. Did not know that. Wow. I was like, oh my. Uh, the tri-state wrestling promotion, which I'm going to guess doesn't exist anymore. But if it does, I mean, somebody else had yeah. bought it and kind of moved offices somewhere yeah but central city and for those who don't know what we're talking about central city is in muhlenberg county muhlenberg county kentucky which is just kind of northeastish of mm-hmm. yeah it's it borders christian county yeah. which is where Dwayne and i both lived that's where we met yep and wow so right there the man was famous and we should have known yeah Actually, I mean, 90, he, beginning of 1994, I was in Japan. You should have known. Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> Dwayne should have known. Try to think in 94. January, probably I'll just say January 94 because it says begin 1994. Yeah, because I was I was still in Louisville at the time. So Okay, so yeah. Never mind. We're off the hook. <laughs> See, any, any of y'all who said we should have known? Nope. 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 Uh, we weren't in the area, so. Uh but uh, he went all over the place. I mean, he wrestled in, in Central City. Of all the random places, <laughs> Central City. <laughs> um, because I'm trying to think, who else is famous is from Central City? I think the Everly Brothers, I think they're they're listed as being more from um, uh, the other town in Muhlenberg County. Um, where they have the Everly Brothers Museum. Actually, it might be Central City. Yeah, because I'm drawing a blank. Central City is the only the only town in that county I ever remember. Um, not Greenville, no. Don't think so. No. Anyway, we'll look it up later. Uh, but he wrestled down in Puerto Rico. You know, you know for um, Carlos, I guess. You know, it didn't really say mm-hmm. Carlos, but we just assumed said World Wrestling Council. So more to assume that's Carlos Colon. Yeah, it's Carlos. Yeah. And the and the guy who murdered Bruiser Brody. Yes. Um, don't even want to say his name just because he murdered Bruiser Brody. Yep. And got uh, away with it. And got away with it. 
Uh, but then from there, he went to Morristown, Tennessee, based Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Not Knoxville, but Morristown. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I actually knew somebody from Morristown. I don't know if her last name at the time was Morris, but that was her married name. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, but he was Unabomb, and that's actually where he met The Undertaker was um, when he was wrestling there. The Undertaker was already in WWF, and or maybe they may have met actually back in when because at one point he was in USWA. Yeah. But either way, they stayed in touch. And uh, and The Undertaker, I mean, well, you don't really hear any, anybody saying too many bad things about The Undertaker anyway, but he takes care of his friends. Yeah. Yeah, he makes yes, he sure. Does. Yeah. Um, he is very loyal because you look at like Glenn Jacobs. You look at uh, The Godfather. Yeah, because uh, he was the soul taker. In, yes, uh, loved him as a soul taker. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Undertaker helped get him in. Why am I his real name? I'm drawing a blank. Um, I knew till you asked me. Um, yeah, and see, and that's the thing. I mean, we're getting old. And you're I can't older, think of it. And you're it, older than I am, so you're you're even more so. It's so, Papa Shango. Papa Shango. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that gimmick, by the way. That uh, I, a lot of people didn't. I personally I love that. Gimmick. I wasn't a fan of it. I just I was like I just. I couldn't feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, may, and maybe it's because I already knew him as the Soul Taker. Yeah, and I like the Soul Taker gimmick a lot, you know. So for him to come in as um, Papa Shango, I was like, <sighs> it's like, eh. Eh. And but I enjoyed that. Not Kamala, the uh, the Ultimate Fighting Machine. I didn't care much for. Oh, comma. But, yeah, comma. Yeah, they didn't. That's like. I think somebody turned on UFC and was like, oh, wait a minute. What's this? We'll just plug this guy in here and give him that gimmick. Yeah. And, but then later on, <laughs> speaking of occupational gimmicks, <clears throat> making him a pimp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to go over well with, you know, families. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now it's going to drive me nuts. Um, Charles Wright. Charles Wright. Thank you. Yep. It just it just hit me. Oh, and then the baseball kept getting closer, and then it hit me. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> um, okay, and now since we're on the the thing of looking stuff up, I'm looking up <laughs> Muhlenberg <laughs> County, <laughs> Greenville. Yeah, the other it was other, Greenville. Greenville. Oh. Yeah, I knew. I, I was like, I knew Central City is the largest city. Mm-hmm. in Muhlenberg County and then Greenville is the actual county seat. Okay. Yeah, because I, I worked with a guy kind of off subject. When I was stationed up in Dayton, I actually worked with a guy from Greenville mm-hmm. who was married to a girl who graduated a year behind us at Christian County. I'll tell really? you what, yeah, she was one of the cheerleaders. Okay. Um, yeah, I have to tell you who it was after we get up mm-hmm. here. Because, you know, um, because he showed up and he kept calling me Hoptown. Everybody <laughs> yeah, that's thing. Yeah, every, almost if everybody i worked with if they were from like that area of kentucky or like clarks or something like that eventually they'd all start calling me hop town mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I mean it never really stuck as a nickname because not everybody would call me that it was really like they can call me that you can't because, yeah because they're they're from that area and they they get it yeah um i had a roommate for about a year mm-hmm. in japan but we still stay in touch 
Um, he was from Madisonville. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, he used to call me Hoptown. We actually knew a, a couple of the same people. Um, but anyway, back to talking about Kane, you know, <laughs> and it's Kane's fault because he wrestled in Central City, and that's what yep. got us on top. <laughs> yep, it's all his fault. Uh, but yeah, when he left Smoky Mountain, and then he, you know, of course, he went and became Isaac Kingdom. Uh, that was in June '95. Wow, I didn't realize it was that. I guess so. Early '94, he was in Central City. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, June '95, I guess would be about right. Um, but it, and he fought Bret Hart in the, um, Okay, Bret Hart goes from wrestling in a cage match with Owen at SummerSlam '94. Mm-hmm. The next year, he's wrestling a freaking fake dentist. Yes. Who did Brett make mad? Um, probably the old man. <laughs> yeah, because at this point in summer of 95, Diesel had the title. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Diesel had the title because he uh that was when, yeah, because Diesel wrestled um Mabel, Mabel. In the main event. In the main event of SummerSlam, and Mabel almost crippled him. But so yeah, he, I was going to say he almost killed him, but yeah, crippled mm-hmm. probably is more accurate. Yeah, he said, "Whatever you do, don't do that spot where you drop your big four hundred fifty pound butt on my back." And he did it anyway. And he did. He just went plop. Yeah, so I'm like, and you could tell he didn't pull it either. It's like no, he, he didn't. I mean, how he? How down. could you? I mean, his, yeah. his feet were like this, and he just yeah, and. Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, you do with like you're wrestling, like your friends mm-hmm. or in your case, if you're wrestling your son and he makes you tap out. Yeah. Which yeah. my son oh, yeah. did yesterday. Yeah. About that's so what I'm saves. Gonna... <laughs> I'm going to have to. I, yeah. I knew what you were doing. You're trying to throw <laughs> me out there. It's okay. Dude, it's, it's I, funny. It, it's hilarious. There's no shame. My son is over six feet tall and he's 315 pounds. He's 16 years old. So he's, he's still growing. And God, he is, isn't he? Yeah, me and my infinite wisdom decided we're going to wrestle. So we get out there, we do, you know, do a few kicks and everything, and then we start grappling. And, I mean, the boy is strong. I mean, strong as a bull. And he's he managed to I, – I stayed with him for a while for him not to take me down, but then he swept my foot. Really? And then, like, he – by the time I realized what was coming – it was too late. I was I was halfway to the ground when I realized <laughs> that he had he had hooked his foot right behind my ankle oh. and just swept it. And um, so I hit the ground, and then he proceeds to put all three fifteen in my chest. So his butt's in my face. He's sitting on my chest, and then he starts tickling my foot. And so you know, as just, soon as as soon as the butt went to the face, I'd have tapped right there. Yeah, no, and I, I was done. I was up. I was about to, and he starts tickling the bottom of my foot, and I'm like, that's it. Um, Wow. I mean, for him to do basically a like a classic foot sweep. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Well, so he's learned pretty well. Yeah. Um, Now you need to get him and your brother. Oh, Lord. I don't know if I have a space big enough for those those two to go at it. (laughs) Uh, I'd watch it. You you know, if, if they do that, you need to call me. Let me know. Yeah, you know, and if I can't make it, you need to remember and remember when you're recording your phone, turn your phone sideways because oh, yeah. all of us you're going to be watching. You know, yeah. Get, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had to tell my mom that uh, a few years ago for Thanksgiving. You mm-hmm. know, we were at your dad in Hoptown for Thanksgiving, and she and my wife and my daughter all went Black Friday shopping. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, and remember, I had to tell my mom this, even though, um, well, apparently her phone's not, she almost has a flip phone still. But I said, but uh, remember, I said, when the people start getting in fights, please remember to turn your phone sideways. Yeah, so you please get the whole. The whole thing. <laughs> and she'd never heard that before. She thought it was pretty funny. Uh, so I got a weird follow on Twitter just now. Real nature forces. I'm getting a lot more follows. I don't know if you can actually see when people follow the Twitter account. I know it doesn't pop up when they oh, follow the. A lot more people because a lot of it's because of Ted. Cool. Cool. So a lot That's of people awesome, are, man. yep. So, um, I mean, we're growing and like you said, I mean, we all, we all got to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't mind helping him. I like you helping him. I like helping Justin and Trey from the Justin and Trey podcast, also known as the TNC sports talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been very good to us. They play the video. If you're on YouTube, you already, you've already seen the video. It's the video at the very beginning. Justin's the one who made that for us. And just, yep. he wanted to, he just wanted to do that for us. And so, yeah. Um, so now it plays the beginning of our, our videos, uh, our uploads on YouTube. He also plays it during one of his, uh, commercial breaks. Oh, cool. So yeah, he's definitely one of the, uh, our, I guess you want to call our biggest supporters. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. He, yeah. He and Trey both. And, um, and they're both going through some rough time enough, you know, if you saw both of their Facebooks, but I did. Yeah. They both, I'm assuming Justin lost a family member and, uh, Trey lost a good friend. Mm-hmm. In fact, the. Trey lost a good friend in a car wreck, and that, that's actually been on the news. Oh, wow. You know, the, yeah, the local news. So, but both super good guys, and you hate to see anything like that happen with them. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, sorry, I got, I need to just turn turn it over so I don't <laughs> see, I don't get distracted. <laughs> like, you know, I thought it was like, squirrel. <laughs> so, um, what was I saying even before that? Talking about diesel. And diesel, uh, we're talking about um, summer of 95. Ah, summer of 95. And I'm sitting there looking, and he was in the 96 Royal Rumble match, uh, but it went through the run as Isaac Yankum went through April, and it says included losses to The Undertaker, Jake Roberts, Mark Merrow, and The Ultimate Warrior. And they killed the, um, well, they killed the Jacob, Jacob gimmick in September. But you know what else happened in September of 96? Mm-hmm. He came back, but not as I think Yankum. No, Hall and Nash had left WWE to go to WCW. You know, of course, you know, we found out later as a start of the New World Order. But um, WWE still owns the rights to you know, the Diesel character. So that's what they plugged Glenn Jacobs into was the Diesel character. They had Jim Ross come out, make the announcement that Diesel and Razor were coming back to WWE. And of course, you know, everybody's all excited and everything. And then Glenn Jacobs comes out with the the jet black permed hair. And yeah. like anybody could look at him and tell it's not Kevin Nash. You know, even if you didn't know what Kevin Nash's real name was, everybody could sit, look and tell that's not Diesel. That's some guy pretending to be Diesel. I mean, people even just started calling him fake Diesel. Yeah. And that's even now they refer to them as fake Diesel and fake Razor. Yep. And I want to say 
is it Bruce Pritchard who actually still defends it? And he says, no, that they were Diesel and Razor Ramon. Okay. Say what you want to, Bruce. Yes, the WWF owned the rights to the name. Like, yeah. They still own the rights to the name. So you can, but you dress me and Dwayne up as, as Diesel and Razor. Nobody's going to believe it. It doesn't matter what, they're always going to no. call us the fakes. Exactly. It's like just because you own the intellectual property doesn't mean that these men over here in WCW will always be associated with those characters because they're the ones that made those characters famous. So you can't just plug two other guys into that and think you're going to get the same result because you're not. Exactly. I don't care how much you mimic their mannerisms or anything. It's the it's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall is what made Diesel and Razor Ramon. So exactly. Like everybody wants Bo and Luke. They don't want Coy and Vance. Amen to that. Because <laughs> Lord, it's like, I'm like, what, I'm, like what are, I'm like, what are y'all doing? What where where's Bo and Luke Duke? Contract disputes. I don't care. Oh, Daisy, what? Yeah, Daisy's still exactly. there. Okay, I'll keep watching. But, but it's okay. like contract contract dispute just pay them so they can get back in the car yeah. please yeah because these two dudes those two dudes were not it that was not it yeah what and what's that that door that car door open that ain't the general lee well you got contract disputes there too exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh but anyway so a very very poorly conceived idea to have them come back being diesel mm-hmm. um of course i don't know if you ever saw Jim Cornette's shoot interview and this guy, man, it's gotta be like 20 years ago. Now he was talking about when they told him what their plan was like, all right, you know, we're going to have, uh, the, you know, the dentist guy, we're going to have him be, um, be diesel. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to get the move set. So Cornette's like, all right. And he went through and he watched like however many matches, apparently it was a lot of matches of, of Kevin Nash, of, you know, of diesel, mm-hmm. so, you know, to write down all the moves. And he said he basically stopped at like six moves because there was no more left. Yeah. He said he had uh, six. He said Kevin Nash only has six moves, but enough charisma to cover it all up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and Kevin Nash, uh, somebody actually showed him. And and I've seen that video, too, where he was watching. He's like, no, I got snake eyes. I got this. I got that. You know, he was naming like three or four other moves that Cornette didn't name. It's like, you still didn't name a lot of moves, dude. Seriously. Yeah. And, the, and then Kevin Nash is like, he forgot the hair flip in the corner. He's like, because like he would always do this and then flip his hair back before he threw the elbow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, now, granted, I always liked his elbow. Yeah. But, but Glenn Jacobs, I mean, that, they should have never put him as that because that just hurt him. Yeah. And it hurt him and it didn't, it's not like it renewed any interest in that character because everybody knew, hey, it, they were wrestling for the competition. Yeah. I mean, and nobody was going to take it seriously. I was just Mr. Man no. just, just basically showing his rear end. Yep. Yeah. That's all it was. Just him. Mm-hmm. Look, we own these characters. Y'all can, we can do what we want. Okay. You just, you literally made yourself look stupid. <clears throat> it's like, we can do what we want and the audience has to accept it. And it's like, but they don't, <laughs> but, but they don't. No. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm just very grateful, you know, for Glenn Jacobs that he was able to recover from that. Rick Bogner never really did as far no, as. No, he did. never, I don't think he did much else in wrestling after they ended the fake razor, you know, gimmick. Right. I don't think he really did. I think he might've 
he might have wrestled some indie, a few indie dates, but I don't. I think he pretty much got out of the business after that. It it quite killed his career pretty um, much. Uh, kind of a, of course, what I was about to say. Odd choice of words. I think he passed away a couple of years ago, also. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, let me verify that. Yeah, not, September twentieth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Um, I mean, now granted, I will say, if you had to say who looked more like the character they were trying to fake he looked more like he looked razor. more like razor than quinn jacobs looked like diesel absolutely right because he had the but, mannerisms down the you know the yeah where the um and because of him because rick wagner razor ramon was actually in the royal rumble yep scott hall never was yeah that's the only but, time razor yeah that's the only time razor ramon was ever in the character razor the ramon character was ever razor in the ramon. rumble <laughs> gotta be um, specific but, yeah because it was not scott hall <laughs> But whoever came up with now with the idea of, all right, the Undertaker, you know, we got to get some kind of opponent for him. Now, okay, now all of a sudden he has a long lost brother whose face was destroyed in a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I was like, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I mean, that's straight yeah. out of a horror movie. It is. I mean, that's that's a classic horror movie idea right there. And did you? Uh, well, you read McFoley's first book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he got to talking about um, with the Kane gimmick, because this now who Glenn Jacobs became was Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like basically like the last chance for him because if he couldn't get yeah. over this, yeah, he was going to be. I mean, he'd be gone because he's had, he's you know this was his that was his that was his third gimmick yeah. in WWE, and yeah, that was three strikes and you're out. Uh, okay, but the first gimmick was stupid. Yeah, the second gimmick was fake, Idiot. And stupid, was yeah. idiotic. <laughs> was you know you should never stick that, that on anybody. And here's the thing: it's like you can't fault Glenn Jacobs. He did what his bosses told him to do. Right. If the gimmick's not going to get over, a lot of times that's not the performer's fault. It's just a bad gimmick, and people aren't you know. Vince McMahon has this idea that his audience will just lap up anything that he gives them and they won't. It's like Mm -hmm. wrestling fans are a lot more knowledgeable, even back, even 95, Mm -hmm. 96 wrestling fans were a lot more knowledgeable than that. And they, they knew what they wanted and they knew what they liked. So they shouldn't have ever expected either of those gimmicks to get over. Right. And you know, 95 is considered one of the worst years in wrestling Oh, yeah. You know, you know, and that was part of the Isaac Yankum. <coughs> 96 started out not that great either. And then, of course, the NWO happened. Yeah. And at the same time, Steve Austin started happening. Yeah. You know, and so that had the big resurgence for all of wrestling, not just one company over the other. Uh, speaking of Steve Austin, and I was going to say, and they should have had a, a wrestling occupation again, the ringmaster. So I was like, never mind. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. He was the ringmaster. Uh, he was the ringmaster. But the way they had Kane come in, and a lot of people don't know that here's a trivia question for you. When Mark Calloway, when he first debuted as the Undertaker at, Sur- at Survivor Series in 1990, he was introduced as Kane the Undertaker. Yes. I was um, going to mention that. Yeah. So it's like everything comes full circle. Yeah. And I don't try to find it on the WWE Peacock Network because they've since oh, no. overdubbed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, they've dubbed that over, so it doesn't. 
uh, you would have to find like somebody with a video that they recorded it because you, you mm -hmm. wouldn't find it on the Coliseum videos either. Because mm -mm. yep. I actually had the debut of him and it said The Undertaker. Yeah. So, uh, and that was before Kane was even a, yeah, you know, an idea to bring back. But to have him come back and just dominate The Undertaker, uh, even worse than what Mick Foley, because remember when Foley came in as Mankind, he yeah. was he was dominating the undertaker some yeah because he was just crazy and you've got to be crazy to be able to beat the undertaker yeah and yeah, kane, kane debuted at um bad blood 97 uh during the hell in the cell match with Shawn michaels and the undertaker tore the door off the cage you know tombstone the undertaker and it was you know it was it's up there with one of like the best debuts mm -hmm. wwe's done i mean everything was it's gotta everything be worked. that's gotta <laughs> be Kane. Yeah, everything worked perfectly. I mean, aside from Vince McMahon on commentary, because I was just never a fan of Vince on commentary. Yeah. And he dropped a tombstone on the Undertaker. And one of the things, if you go back, and I believe this is the one if you watch it, when he gives him the tombstone, when he picks him up like he's gonna drop him down, mm -hmm. well, he spins around a couple times. And they finally asked him later on, why'd you do that? He said, I was looking for the camera. He's looking for the hard cam. He's looking yeah. for the hard cam. <laughs> and he couldn't find it. So finally he's like, ah. Yeah. And just just going to drop him. Yep. And because yeah, he couldn't see because of the, the mask. Yeah. I don't know how he wrestled for so long in that mask. I know that had to be. I, I mean, and to do as well as he did, because, I mean, he was mm -hmm. in some really good matches. And it's like, I, you know, your vision is just. You just got these two little slits in the mask. Yeah. I don't know how he was able to do what he was able to do in the ring. But, you know, they had their match at WrestleMania. And, of course, that's when Paul Barris going against The Undertaker. Yeah. Um, Took three tombstones to put him down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now Vader, you know, got involved as well. But when they finally put them back together if, or back together, if you want to call it that, the brothers of destruction, mm -hmm. you know, that to me, you know, that made, that made perfect sense because they were yeah. brothers or at least half brothers. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say what Paul Bear said about the undertaker's mom. No, it no. wasn't very nice. No, not family friendly. <laughs> no, not family friendly at all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, from there, I mean, he, he, He's done some other eh, kind of storylines like with Tori and with um, Lita. Lita. And... Now, I, my honestly, my favorite version of Kane is when they took the mask off. Yeah. Because then he was able to show that, you know, different emotions and you could see it on his face and he just, he played that tortured monster role really well i wasn't really a fan when they tried to turn him somewhat of a face i always thought that character worked best as a just a destructive heel but i always liked kane without the mask uh especially when he won money in the bank and then cashed it in later the same night and beat ray mysterio for the world heavyweight title because that was well deserved because i mean he had a shot at the title he had he had a shot at the title with Austin, wins it, but he's only champion for twenty four hours, and then yep. 
yeah, you know, the, first, was, the first blood match. The first <laughs> blood match, and it's like he's covered. You know, even uh, he usually had like one arm out of his uh, outfit, and he was completely covered. So it's like he's got a mask on, and his body's completely covered. How are you gonna know if he's bleeding? And the stipulation uh, was if he did, if if he lost, he was gonna set himself on fire. So it's like you knew he was winning because they uh-huh. weren't gonna set a man on fire on pay per view. I don't know. Somebody w- may have walked up there and like kind of gigged him on the arm, like cut him. Hey, look, he's bleeding. He's like, "Oh crap!" Somebody get the, <laughs> the lighter fluid. Yeah, but like <laughs> you said, he did have some. He did have some suspect storylines in there. But I'll give the man credit. He he tried to make the best of anything he was given. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that and that's why he's so successful. Not just in the wrestling ring. I mean, you think, look at his ventures outside the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, yep. a, he's a mayor of, of Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah. And, you know, which includes Knoxville. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, he did the, uh, the two see no evil movies when WWE mm-hmm. was, you know, were making movies, which I enjoyed both of those. I mean, because I mean, he looked the part of a monster. It worked, you know, it worked well. I mean, he played a monster on TV, so it just translated over perfectly to the big screen. And Glenn Jacobs, the person, I don't think could be any more different than Kane. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, because he's very well spoken. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess he's like known for you know his speeches mm-hmm. that he can give. Uh, of course, I mean, you got to if you're going to be any kind of elected that level of elected official to the yeah, I was trying to make a word. Official is it? Official. Official. If you're going to be elected official, you know you have to be able to talk the people into the voting booth. Yeah, and he was able to do it, and and you saw a glimpse of that later in his career when he was corporate Kane. Yes, I, I'm not. I'm not was. I was not really a fan of. I'm not really a fan of corporate Kane, but at the same time, I mean, I get what they're doing with it. Yeah, I I wasn't until he started doing his little mini feud with Seth Rollins, where he'd be corporate Kane one minute and then demon Kane, the other, Oh, he's putting on the mask. Yeah. Yeah. The the split personality thing. And it was like, that was, that stuff was gold. Cause he would like, he'd drink his coffee. He's like, Seth, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, dude, you were literally over here (laughs) just a second ago (laughs) in the whole costume. So, but yeah, but yeah, you could tell, you know, his, like you said, he's very well-spoken. You could tell that during, especially during the time with, um, when he was corporate Kane, Oh, that came across really well. The worst, the worst, very suspect storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot he was involved in this for some reason. I thought it was somebody else. Katie Vick. That'd be it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. We'll go ahead and move on from that. If anybody yeah, please, wants to just yeah. go look it up yourself. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Cause it's, it's awful. That so. falls in the category of what were they thinking? Yes. Uh, even in Triple H going, uh, father-in-law, you want me to do what? Yeah. You want me, huh? What? Um, all right. It's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Why, why stick Kane in all those kind of storylines? I mean, that just, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Probably like because he was the type, he's the type of guy that he would, he would just do it. 
because that's what was asked of him. I always get that got that impression of him that he would just do what was asked and with no fuss. So they knew they could throw Kane into any ridiculous storyline and he would do his best to try to make it work. Doesn't he have the record for the most Royal Rumble appearances? Uh, I believe so. Um, Hmm. Um. Let's see. He's got a lot of awards too, but uh, most Royal Rumble appearances. Yes, Kane with twenty. Um, I don't think Kane has had twenty, but I think Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, they, had, but, but they list all yeah together. Yeah, they list it all together, but yeah. Uh, I forgot he went into the Hall of Fame last year because they didn't really yeah. do much with it. I was about to say, yeah, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Never mind, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's already there. Uh, let's see some of the, the different things he's accomplished. Some are, some are good. Most of them are good, actually. Some are not so good. Worst angle of the year was him and The Undertaker versus Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Never should have happened. Never should. I pretend it doesn't. I yeah, pretend, I, especially with Shawn Michaels involved in that match, I pretend that uh, he never came out of retirement. He never shaved his head. Yeah. And, yeah, he looked bad. Uh, well, let's see. Feud of the Year versus Daniel Bryan. Um, most hated wrestler of the year. This is part of PWI, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, most hated wrestler of the year as a member of the Authority. Tag Team of the Year with Xbox, uh, ranked number four in the PWI 500 in 2011. Um, let's see. Smoky Mountain Wrestling won Tag Team Ships without Snow, USWA Heavyweight Champion, WWF Champion, World Heavyweight Champion. I hate those. They, they split those apart. Those should be one of the same. We just keep them the same. Yeah. EC, ECW Champion, uh, tag, WCW Tag Team Champion, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the... That was the WWE owned WCW champion. Yeah. Tag team championship, though. Uh, you know, when you have more people with belts than without belts, you got too many belts. Yeah. Too many championships. You know, then yeah. they just don't mean as much. Hardcore title one time, 24 7 title one time. That one was funny. That was funny because he was, he, he was, <laughs> he was Mayor Glenn Jacobs, but, you know, yes. at that time, pinning uh, R Truth. Was it R Truth? Okay. I had a feeling it was R Truth yeah. because it's always R Truth. Yeah. But he's like, hey, referee, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love R Truth. <laughs> that dude, if you can't smile when R Truth does anything, you don't yeah. have a soul. You really don't because R Truth, yeah. he can make anybody just, <clears throat> you know, he'll turn your, your bad day around having a good day. Yeah. Um, the 24 7, 7 11, I 95. European TV champion, hardcore championship. <laughs> <laughs> he has held 12 tag team titles, multiple partners. He has held, um, he has held, let's see, two with the Big Show, one with the Hurricane, one with Rob Van Dam, two with X Pac, two with Mankind, uh, three with The Undertaker, and one with Daniel Bryan. The Hurricane. Stand back. There's a hurricane yeah. coming through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the bragging rights trophy was, but he won that. Uh, Money in the bank, like you said. You got two Slammy Awards. Heck yeah. Um, 
beat up Jack Swagger's dad. Beat up Jack Swagger's dad. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's won a Gooker Award for the the whole Katie Vick thing. Mm. Um, the Wrestling Observer work most disgusting promotional tactic: the fake Diesel. Fake Diesel. Most disgusting promotional tactic: <laughs> Katie Vick. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Most disgusting promotional tactic. Good lord. Yeah. Pregnancy, the... wedding, miscarriage with Lita. Yeah. That's that's not something you joke about, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. No, I don't um, know why they ever do that in any wrestling company that has, that has ever done that. That is extremely tasteless. Yeah, I mean, I don't even. I, I think tasteless just may just barely be scratching the surface on that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you want to get people to turn against your company, do something like that. Yeah. Uh, most overrated. Hey, who said most overrated? You gonna punch for that? Worst feud of the year, Triple H. Worst feud of the year, Shane Man. Worst feud of the year versus Matt Hart and Lita. Ah. Uh, Worst feud of the year versus Big Daddy V. Worst, okay, against Rey Mysterio, against Edge, against John Cena. John Cena. Uh, the Authority and Big Show. Worst gimmick is fake diesel. That's not his fault. Yeah. Seriously. Worst worst worked match of the year, Undertaker versus Chronic. That match was terrible. Uh, I mean, Undertaker's literally call it, loudly calling spots in the ring because uh, the two guys from Chronic just I don't know. It's like they just forgot how to wrestle. Of course, they were in they they were in WCW for you know a few years and didn't uh, really have to do a whole lot. Maybe they, they just hitting, came. Maybe they hit the chronic before they. They probably did. <laughs> uh, uh, worst work match of the year: The Undertaker, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels at Crown Jewel. Like I said, we try to forget that one. You have forgotten about that one because I just mm-hmm. I just saw you look confused. You said what match? I don't know anything about it. Uh, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually, you know, he's one person I, I would definitely like to meet just at some point. You know, he's married, got two kids, got two grandkids. Yeah. Um, he's an insurer. Yeah. Uh, they own an Allstate agency. Um, let's see, he's a realtor. Um, let's see what else. And I know that he and somebody opened up a wrestling school also down in Knoxville. Hmm. And I could not remember. Um, oh, he also won an episode of The Weakest Link. I remember watching that one. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? They, they, they were, he, he and somebody opened up a wrestling school. Actually, I thought it may have been I was thinking for a second, maybe Jeff Jarrett, but no. Um, either way, I mean, the man has got so many titles. Oh, yeah. He, you know, got, he definitely has had, you know, his Hall of Fame induction was well-deserved. He's definitely uh-huh. had a Hall of Fame career. Oh, yeah. Especially going from the gimmick he started with when he, you know, when he came into WWE to the distinguished career that he ended up having, you know, as Kane. Even with all the worst feuds of the year. Yeah, even with all that. And it's like, I get that those feuds weren't good, but he always did his part to, Mm -hmm. you know, like he did the best he could with what he was given at any time. He smacked the honky-tonk man upside the head with a guitar. (laughs) He's, He's tombstone Pete Rose multiple times. 
Uh, at least three times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one of the things. I think that's when they started kind of the face turn in a way, sort of. Yeah. Was well, Pete Rose was in Boston and he was talking smack about the Red Sox and mm-hmm. and he mentioned Bill Buckner and um he said, Yeah, I left him for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend over to pick him up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cold. Um yeah. and here's a here's a good trivia for you, kind of off the subject. Do you know in 1986 they actually did not have a World Series, they just had one play. They said, all right, we're going to have it. So where it's a tie score, we're going to have bases loaded for the Mets, and we're just going to have just one play, and that's it. No, they hmm. didn't have an entire World Series, people. You know, they, the Mets, uh, yeah, yeah, Red Sox, they were, that game went to what, six? That, that series went to six games, something like that. That was yeah. just one play out of hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Not blaming Bill Buckner. <laughs> that's not how sports work. Steve Bartman hmm. did not cost the Cubs the – right. The, Exactly. The championship series either. Leave that man alone. Stop giving him death threats. It's a, it's a game. <laughs> it, it's seriously, it's a game, people. Yeah. So that's all it is. It's like yeah. calm down. Yeah. And Bart, man, he was actually a really big Cubs fan and he had to he had to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, but yeah, I think that no matter what you think about Kane the character, and, and I actually, you know what, it kind of also makes sense to have him as the Undertaker's brother, because you think about all the different variations the Undertaker has had, you know, yeah. starting, yeah, starting with the dead man, and then, you know, even the deader man, yeah, <laughs> and then the, uh, the weird cult leader type, uh, which I wasn't wasn't really that much of a fan of that one. I wasn't I, either. I mean, the, I like the change to the theme song. I like the theme, his theme, but I wasn't really a fan of the, the whole the crucifixion and yeah. And then Mark Calloway himself, when he had some life changes of his own, asked me to events. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And you can't make me. <laughs> and so. A lot of people don't like uh, Biker Taker, but I actually enjoyed that run. Yeah. I mean, it, it uh, I, you know, I don't even want to say it was more of him. You could yeah. tell it was like more of him. It wasn't all him, but it, it wasn't was all him, but it was more of, it was a lot more of his his personality and his day-to-day life. Right. And he actually rides. Yeah. And I mean, you can tell just from when mm-hmm. he handled it pretty good. There are some people, they say they're bikers, but they always leave the bikes at the top of the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> I think Hogan did that. Yeah, he did. Yep. So, uh, but even like the Kane character went from the mask, as you said, all of a sudden removed it and he's still, mm-hmm. yeah, but he was, he was still mute and trying to talk with device box. And, but now after a while he's talking normal, then they put him in a suit and it's like, man, those, those burns healed up really well. Yeah. I like how they, <laughs> tried to, they it was like, they were just, they were psychological and it's like, but that's not the story you told like five years ago when you said that it's, you know, his face was burned off pretty much. That's why he wore the mask. And then they were like, no, yeah. they were just psychological burns. It was like, he, he viewed himself as you know this monster and it's like mm-hmm. nah because before you said his face looked like ground chuck mm-hmm. yep you know so we're, we're not buying that that's one of those things where it's like we don't know if this gimmick's going to work or not so we're not going to plan long term and then the gimmick worked and it's like so now we have to cover what we said <laughs> at the beginning of the gimmick yeah and fortunately 
well, I'm not going to say wrestling fans have a uh, short memory because long-term wrestling fans have long-term memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of them, you know, are a little more forgiving. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're like, you know what? He's a really good wrestler. Eh, I'll forgive him. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, my favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels has been in some very dumb storylines, and I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. The match was still good, so. Yeah, and because Shawn Michaels, it was hard for him to put on a stinker of a match. Yeah, even like, I mean, he even had a match with JBL, and they just didn't match up well at all, and it still wasn't a terrible match. I mean, it was, it was on pay-per-view, and it should have just been on TV, but it still wasn't. You know, it just, it wasn't like awful. And then Shawn Michaels in SummerSlam 05. When. <laughs> yep. Yep. When he uh, over, oversold for Hogan. Yeah. That's I, personally, I thought <laughs> it was. Hmm. But. You know, Glenn Jacobs also for someone as big as what he was and you know they say okay big men don't do small men moves against small men Mm -hmm. but if you had two big men in there and they could do those moves who was it that he did the hurricane run to i mean and it was like a real quick one i mean it was kind of lumbering but he still pulled it off i can't remember i can picture it but i can't remember who he did it to for some reason i'm thinking big show but i could definitely be wrong about that i'm not sure but I mean, a guy has, I mean, seven feet tall, 300 plus, and he's doing a flying clothesline off the top rope. Yeah. And he's one of two people that they trust to do the pile driver. Mm-hmm. The yep. other one, of course, being the Undertaker. Yeah. They are the only two people. There's a trivia for you, people. The only two people allowed to do the pile driver are Kane and the Undertaker because yeah. they know how to do it without yep. actually hurting somebody. They know how to protect mm-hmm. the people they're doing to. I mean, Grant Undertaker, he learned after a few times after. You know, he about almost put Coco Beware in the hospital. Yeah, and he kind of spiked Jimmy Snooker at WrestleMania 7. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think Snooker really came at him. Coco did. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, actually, because I, I heard Coco Beware was not a man to trifle with. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard that, too. He's not. He is. He was not to be messed with. Yeah. So uh, all five foot five of him or whatever. Yeah. But, um but he always seemed so nice and he carried the bird around. Yeah. You know, but I guess oh, they said they, he was, they said he was, I've always read and heard in interviews and stuff that he was a nice guy, but don't make him mad. Yeah. Like don't spike his head into the ground. Yeah. And then he did that. And well, they were ready to, he was ready to fight him backstage, but mm-hmm. so all six foot 10 going against five foot five and people said, that's a fair fight. <laughs> so I don't know though. I, I, that's I mean, what I'm saying. I mean, and, because you never know, like I remember, Paul Orndorff and Vader got into it, and Paul Orndorff won. And Vader should have, you know, yeah. Paul Orndorff was no small man by any means. No, but I mean, Vader's like six. Vader was six four, like four hundred plus. Paul Orndorff's in a pair of you know gym shoes or no shower shower shoes. Yeah, shower shoes and some shorts, and you know beats Vader. I mean, Booker T beat Batista, like yeah. in an in an actual fight, and just. That's why you can never just go by looks because looking at it, you'd think Batista's just going to maul Booker T. And it's like, no, he did not. <laughs> no. And, well, one of the things, though, about Paul Ondorf going against Vader, and this actually would make it 
I guess somewhat a little bit more fair mm-hmm. was Orndorf played football at University of South Florida. That's true. You know, of course, Vader played at Colorado. I mean, yeah. so and then he had tryouts with the Rams. Um, you know, so they were both very legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, tough athletes. Uh, but they're still not Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. So um I just had a hand reach inside the office and put a cord on the doorknob, like a charging cord. <laughs> that was one of the oddest things I think I've ever seen. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so what do we have in store for Thursday? I can't think of anything on top of my head because... I can't think of anything yet. I mean, but wrestling news happens fast, so you never know. Yeah, well, here lately it happens fast or not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's been either just busy, busy, busy or nothing. Nothing. I know M- Impact Wrestling had a show this past weekend. Um, Josh Alexander beat Moose to win the world title. Um, trying to think what else went on. I mean, you had your usual Rampage, which um, I, did you watch Dynamite from? This I past did week? not. I did watch Rampage the other night when it was going on because I was texting you. Um, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, SmackDown took them 15 minutes to even get the intro for a match to come in. The match still didn't start until 20 minutes in. And then three minutes into that, had a commercial break that lasted three minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, why is our product going down? Because <laughs> you're not showing your product. You're showing skits. Yeah. You're showing very yeah. little wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's what I'll, I'll say to them before we wrap it up. When you make your video games, when you make WWE 2K22, which, I, which by, the, by the way, I've heard is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Yep. Uh, I'll have to play it first before I can give a real um, real review on it. But you can import. Also, People are uploading wrestlers you can import, including people from the, N- the NWF. Really? Yes. Because I know they have the, uh, you know, the creator creation thing where you can download stuff that other people have made i will have to i might have to pick up yep. that game yep because talk to uh trey from tnc okay. and he's talking with that because he downloaded sean evans sean evans is his favorite wrestler from the nwf okay and so he was able to download him cool and you know but when you know when we play those games do we play them to try to create elaborate skits or do we play them because of the moves in the ring we play them because of the moves in the ring that's like when they took out um, I remember some of the older games had a, a story mode where you could create your own story. I never did that because I never cared about that. I just wanted to play, do the matches. Right. And I was okay with the one, the thing they had where you created your wrestler and then you had him going through, you know, like the training camp. And then they had, yeah. you know, that one I was like, okay, because you actually had certain goals you had to reach. Yeah. You know, I was okay with that because... But you were still doing every, pretty much everything in the ring. You were still yes. wrestling. And it's like it's like they've forgotten or just don't want to remember that they are a wrestling company. You're not Disney. You're not Marvel. You're not Lucasfilms. You're not any of that. You're a professional wrestling company. So act and, accordingly. And people do like professional wrestling people have always liked professional wrestling because okay like 
Larry the Cable Guy said in one of his stand-ups, he said, all right, who out there is calling him 900 numbers? He said, oh, nobody. He said, billion-dollar business, and I'm the pervert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wrestling's the same way. Yeah. You know, all these people who, I don't, you know, wrestling, oh, this is during a time when 93,000 people went to watch WrestleMania 3. Mm-hmm. So we were not the only ones. Madison Square Garden was selling out every time. Greensboro Coliseum was selling out every time. The Sport of Tournament Dallas was selling out. The uh, the LA, not the Coliseum, but the um, the Forum was selling out. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at even now on a smaller scale, uh, GCW, they've been doing several shows at the Hammerstein Ballroom. It sells out every time. Mm-hmm. Every GCW show sells out. I know it's a lot smaller scale, but that tells you that they they have their fans and mm-hmm. their fans appreciate the product. Yep. And it's like WWE is like the only company that's like, oh, well, we're going to give you all these stories and everything, but very little wrestling. And it's like, I pay to see the wrestling. Next thing they're going to end up like the Oakland A's have a thousand people come to a 40,000 seat arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Oakland A's, they kept thinking all dojos come. Yeah. Give them a crap product and they won't. Nope. So, but anyway, yeah, we'll figure out what we'll talk about and we'll let you know whenever y'all tune in. We'll, we'll, we may let people know ahead of time. And if, in fact, if anybody else has any ideas, send them to us, DM them to us, email yeah. us at armchairbookingpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we anytime are always looking for ideas. Yeah. If you, anytime you have an episode idea, just let us know. Uh, we'll talk about it and see what we can get done. Yep. Yep. And one of these days, we need to get your brother on here too. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So, but until then, God bless. All right. God bless.